and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Simon here with Paul and Fraser. Hi, chap. Last time we potted, Des had uh, had come home, but we we've not spoke spoken about any of the games, of the four games to catch up with. His first game away at Cheltenham, two 0 loss. The following Tuesday, nil nil at home to Bolton. Saturday, Grimsby. 2-0 in the FA Cup, and last night, as we were recording, uh, Forest Green Rovers 1-0 away in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Start I mean, at the beginning, I guess. Yeah, taking that Cheltenham one first, it, it, it was weird, because <laughs> after that game, you know, losing 2-0, you just kind of thought, half of you thought, oh, this is really, you know, disappointing that we've lost to this lot. But then the other half of you was thinking... This kind of had a loss written all over it in the everything yeah. went so wonderfully with Buckingham's appointment. There was euphoria, all this. We've got almost two weeks of the next game, loads of prep time. Um, some injured players are coming back. Everything's gone very well. Oh, God. <laughs> of course. Of course we lost. <laughs> and then it was like in that international break towards the, I think, one of the last games played was Jamaica uh, away in playing yes. Canada in, in oh, a qualifier. Man. Greg Lee came off and people said, oh, he came off, he was holding his leg. And, oh, maybe it was just cramp. Hopefully it's not. Yeah. And then, of course, he was injured and, and missed that game. And I think there was some doubt over whether Elliot Moore was going to be available for that game or not. In the build-up to it, it was kind of like, does anyone know? Is he, I haven't mentioned it. And mm-hmm. I think to lose your, your two two defenders, you, you, one of whom is your captain, who's been playing fantastically well this year, and the other is your left-back. Greg Lee, who's been like player of the season so far, mm. wasn't. And I think, as we said help. on the, the pod before that game, uh, 23rd did not represent Cheltenham's recent form. Um, mm. I think that is it Daryl Clark who took over there? Yeah. Um, he, um, yeah, he, he turned their uh, their form around. I don't know how they've done since, but certainly at that point, they, they'd started to, well, they'd actually started to score goals, which was a start. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it was even well. I watched when I watched the highlights, and you could just see Liam Serkham on them. I was like, ah. I don't know. We sort of praised him on the last pod, but it is it is painful when your former player is involved in a celebration that's uh, a goal against you. But there we go. Um, who was that? Were you there, Simon? I was. Yeah, yeah. It what's was. Your, what's your take on the game? Um, yeah. I, you you you've summed it up. I think you know that there was that kind of feeling that all this could all go wrong because of the way they play and the way they've been playing. You know, they're a physical side, which is sort of that kind of type of side that we don't always play well against. They had started to to find a bit of form. Um, and, and like I said, with the, with the two defenders missing, it'd been really important to us. It means that Kieran Brown, who's been playing really well as a, as a centre-half, then moves to left-back where he's not quite as comfortable. Still very good, you know, last season man at the player of the season in that position but it was just a bit and we never got going we we couldn't get into a rhythm they they kept knocking us out of our rhythm start the second half and it, it will go on to this particular player sort of later on with the with the more recent games but when um when Josh Murphy came on at, at half time and down the left hand side for about 15 minutes was doing fantastically well um, then Edwards came on on the left. Josh Murphy moved to the right. wasn't quite as effective there, but I think it it, it was interesting. I think he's made Des Buckingham has made half-time substitutions in all games now. 
Um, rather than waiting 10 minutes in where you use up one of your substitution blocks, you know, because you only get three, he's doing them at half time, which I think is quite an interesting tactic. You know, he's, he's not, you know, right. I can see where it's not working. We'll change it now, uh, which he did. It kind of worked against Cheltenham in that second half. Then the, the miss from Ruben Rodriguez, 10 minutes later or whatever, he gets sent off. And it's, yeah, it, it was just ended up being, oh, well, let's let's move on and, you know, put it down to experience. It's true what you're saying on the subs, because um, I've watched countless games before where about half an hour in, you kind of already get an idea of who's going to be subbed off in the second half. And it's always around 61 minutes or something like that. And really, the the 16 or so minutes between the second half starting and them coming off, they almost always contribute nothing. And you think, you actually could have just got 15 minutes out of someone else here who who maybe would have given a lot more. So, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe it makes a lot more sense um, to, to do it that way. It's certainly not something we're used to seeing. Yeah, he seems to have taken... I know it's only four games in, but he seems to have taken what we had. And he's played similar formations and... You know, we've switched in and out. He's he's kind of continued that, but he's also put his own spin on it. Like the last game, playing two up front, trying something a bit of him, I suppose. You know, adding a little bit more. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes from now on. Yeah, and um, how, how do you think? You know, we might as well do a bit on on Des Buckingham here. How do you think? Um, the, the he he seems in his interviews to be attempting to distance himself from Des Buckingham, the Oxford United fan, you know, rightly so, because he's keen to to point out that he he got the job on merit, which I, mm. know, I think we all agree with. Mm. Um, but it's a funny thing where I think the fan base is rightly so desperate for him to succeed mm. um, because, of, because of his background. It kind of also feels like that um, we need to pull back on that a bit as a fan base and... I know it's hard because it's just your emotions, isn't it? But maybe it feels like maybe the first few games had a lot of pressure around them in a hope that he'd burst onto the scene and we would, you know, continue winning a lot of games. Um, it might, it seems like it might be helpful to for that pressure to be removed somewhat. I don't know how we do that <laughs> as a fan base. We just stop talking about it, but <laughs> like, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> but he also kind of he came into it you know, talking about like FA Cup memories and sitting in the crowd and all of that. So he, he has bought into it as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think it is good to almost like Wilder tried to say, kind of forget about that past mm. bit. As, as important as it is, and as nice as that link nice is. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he did, wasn't quite as polite. No. Um, but, you know, the important thing is the next game and you know the training during the week and all of that and what he did 10 years ago although it's nice and it might give him a little bit of respect it's not going to affect the next game no absolutely he's i think you're right fraser that he's kind of moving back from it a bit that I, it, it almost is a bit disrespectful perhaps that we're going well he's got the job because well, you're not saying that, he's, but he's got the job because he's an Oxford fan. And it, and it was kind of made clear, I think Grant um, Ferguson made the point, no, he was, he was the best man for the job. The fact he's an Oxford mm. fan is a, is a bonus, but that had no bearing on on the fact that we've appointed him. Mm. Um, and, you know, 
that I think as fans we'll understand he'll be hurting as much as we we will be when we lose. Mm. Maybe you know certain managers you perhaps that wasn't quite as much the case. You, you felt they were that that distant from mm. from you know investing in the club. He you know he's clearly invested in the club. We've got him on a long contract and and yeah, the, I guess that that whole sort of build up to it and and you know the the kind of the history he's got with the club now. Right, you're right, praise it, it. It means nothing to in terms of the results we'll get going forward. You know, it won't impact on performances. It it is now right. You need he needs to to show us what he's got as a manager. Well, I think there's also the the city training as well coming in where. I mean, look at Manning, there wasn't really much emotion or, you know, that side of it. So maybe that's part of it as well, trying to get that mm. emotion away from it and just sticking to what, you know, analysing and training and doing this will work and they do that. And, you know, just rather than focusing on the emotional yeah. roller coaster, make, make, make good decisions rather than emotional decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is a little bit more emotion, which isn't hard um, in Des, but yeah. He he did an interview on the dub this week, um, where it's, it's quite good actually, it's about half an hour long, and there were no sort of massive um, revelations in it or anything, but um, we were discussing before we came on tonight that he, you can tell him and Manning came through the same kind of uh, school of football, um, in that yeah. they they talk in a very similar way to each other they use a lot of the same terminology and um i think he even says you know when he came in he watched some games that we played under manning and uh, he could see certain things that uh, manning had tried to do and the way he was playing it was very familiar to him as well um you know i don't mean that he's going to copy him exactly but no. they're from the same kind of background i think which mm. you know we knew that anyway but yeah it really it really shone through in his his interview recently it was it was mm. kind of like listening to liam manning <laughs> it's quite similar it's that modern manager like... speak isn't it, it yeah. is the, you know <laughs> yeah i quite liked though that manning's giving him him his uh phone number but he's not phoned it yet because he wants to get his own opinion first mm. and i thought yeah. you know what that says quite a lot about you you know yeah that you, you back yourself, you're not going to go, you know, how did you do this? You know, you're going to get your own opinions. You're going to work out what you want to do. And maybe down the road, you'll phone him and just, you know, speak a few things. But you wanted to get that grounding of him in first. Mm. Um, and I thought that said quite a lot. You know, there was, there was you, you could tell there was a, a, a respect through a workplace there between Manning and Des, but this is his club now. It's not. It's not Manning's. It's no, Des. And, and, and Des, Des, if on the first of January his number appears on your phone, block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add it, add it to spam. So, so move moving on from the the two nil at Cheltenham um, on quite a cold day to nil uh, nil with Bolton on an even probably colder day it's getting it's we're deep into winter now it's getting cold um and that i thought that performance against the a bolton side that i think hadn't failed to score in about 12 games something like that it was towards the end of august i think was the last time they failed to score or something like that stopping them scoring 
So getting a clean sheet, you know, um, getting the first points on the board against the side, one six or seven on the trot, and and the real form team in the division after a a pretty poor performance, you know, in general and poor result against Cheltenham to bounce back like that in a big game, I thought showed a lot of character from everyone. You know, I think again Elliot Moore coming back in helped, um, but I just felt as a as a team they they ten out of ten. Yeah, and it, I mean, look, this isn't a revelation, um, and you've kind of touched on it already, Simon. But Bolton were bloody impressive. They yeah. they are a good side, um, and I know we were both complimentary to each other after the game. But I think this got said both ways. But I really think if you finish above Bolton this year, you've won the league because they mm. they they're easily the best side I've seen in League One this season. And I mean, Christ, they should have scored in the second half. I mean. Um, Beadle, I mean, we can get onto him mm. more, but he really kept us in that at times. Um, and I, I don't actually mean any criticism against Oxford there. I think we were just facing a very good team. Yeah. Um, and and you know, we had a couple of chances to nick it as well late on. They just they didn't quite come off, and we were perhaps a bit too defensive at times. But I mean, I, I get it. You know, it was we were playing a very good side, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's I don't often like complimenting other teams, but. They they really do deserve it because they yeah they were um, they and they played they a nice good. brand of football. Right? You know, yeah. Somebody said it wasn't you know differing styles where somebody's lumping it and the other team are trying to play. Both teams yeah. both tried to play um, yeah. and, and, and did play. But you're right, yeah, they're a, they're a very 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 good side. Um, yeah. So I think you know that emphasizes or reinforces how well we played to, to stop them from scoring and to and to get a point out of the game. And we were missing a few players as well. Obviously, we've mentioned Lee, but Rodriguez um, was suspended as well, yeah. and, which uh, we probably should touch on at some point. <laughs> we could maybe just dip into that now and come back to Bolton as you yeah. brought up there. I mean, yeah, bit irritating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's, every game, he he's the one that's mouthing off. Um, yeah. And it was it was about time that a referee had enough of it. But yeah, and I what, think that's that's the key, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, it, it's for that just being in the refs here. I mean, yeah, oh, that's I quite annoying. The, the second booking was was harsh towards the referee. I thought it was quite harsh. If you've been mouthing off for the whole game, <laughs> you know, the, the referee's human. He's he's going to remember <laughs> that. And uh, if somebody's been going at you for 60 minutes or however long it was and you've got a chance to send them off <laughs> you know, it's, you, human you, nature you, yeah so yeah. but it, as i say it's not the first time with him and it's it's almost like a petulance you know like yeah. i you'd, you'd expect it in like a, a teenager or a youngster but he's he's beyond that now he's you know this is this is him and he's you want to think that he's going to learn but is he at this stage? <laughs> well, talking about is he going to learn? And, and I look, uh, we're jumping around from game game to game here. But hey, why, why change the habit of a lifetime? Yeah. We always do that. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Let's not worry about that now. He, in the game against Grimsby, uh, he had a, a decision went against him, and he sort of threw the ball down, or almost punched the ball, and got a booking for it. And it's like mm. he clearly hasn't learned. I, I was no. on the wasn't at the game with, and you know, and I said. We, we talked about it on that, on Radio Oxford. And it's like players have learned not to kick the ball away because they know right. they're going to get booked. Now, sooner or later, he's got to realise that he can't 
you know, show dissent to a referee. If, mm. if you feel frustrated about it, you know, it's almost like you need to internalise it, you know, turn away from the referee, scream into your, you know, Don't into punch your hands. the ground or something. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but you know, doing what he did, you know, to, to clearly show dissent, the ref's going to book you, you know, yeah. um, and it is pointless. Those, those, and it, it came so soon after Des Buckingham talking about, yeah, silly bookings. We talked about it, you know, the players know it's mm. not on. And then literally in the next game, he does it. Yeah. There was always that argument as well. If you take that bit away from them, is it, are they going to lose yes. like, some of their ability as a player? I don't know whether I agree with that, but there was always that argument. Mm. But yeah. yeah, but but is showing dissent to a referee if you stop mm. doing that? Is that that shouldn't stop you from influencing the game and and you know it it shouldn't. But you know if passion is what you know yeah. drives them and you know they are quite a passionate. I don't know that Des is going to put up with it after having made the comment and mm. then him doing that. You know, was it Cheltenham um, where mm. there was the offside that wasn't, you know. And the way he handled himself with that, it was just like, okay, we've got another calm person. We haven't got, you know, somebody who's going to moan about the referee every single time or whatever. It's 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 more of that calm outlook as to a referee rather also, than the Robinson way. So on on the the sort of touched on the Bolton game, but obviously the Edwards injury and and the Marcus Brown injury. In between that, Joe Bennett came in. I think kind of the Greg Lee injury. Um, oh. we, we were aware that that haven't really got that cover at left back. Like I said, Kieran Brown can play there, but oh. we really want him playing as a centre half, especially if we occasionally and, and we have done gone to three at the back in games. You want that more attack minded left back that Greg Lee is, and certainly Joe Bennett when he came in. Good pedigree. You look at where he's been and, and, and you know the clubs he's played for and the style of play. Apparently, you know he's mm. a wing back come winger. Um, so he's he he would be the the kind of the straight swap for Greg Lee. He played um, in the game um, on Tuesday at Forest Green. I mean, I didn't see that. Um, I don't know if any of you guys, either of you guys, did. But he seemed, from what I've heard, played quite well. Yeah, he's an experienced head. Um, mm. Listening to Des Buckingham talking, and it was like. Yeah, well, we, he he isn't somebody we just suddenly you know found. You know, we we he, we had him on you know in our minds for a while. If this scenario happens, and it was the same with um, Manning leaving and Buckingham coming in, they've got contingency plans in place for different situations. And you look at him; he's come in, he's fitted in straight away to our style of play. He offers something different to both Kieran Brown and um, Greg Lee. And it's just another sign of how far we've come in such a short space of time. Mm. You know, that he's he's come in, it was the 33, is he? I um, think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he just looked like an experienced head comfortable on the ball, you know, picking out the right passes and reliable, you know, mm. he's, it means not, he's not done a Greg Lee and scored like three in 
<laughs> in no time at all. But yeah, he looked he looked decent. No, it's great. It's great. It's great to have, like you say, someone with that kind of experience around. Um, mm. Lee going out was such a blow um, because he's been so instrumental in the in the side success this season. Um, it just made me hate international football. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for Lee to go out and then Edwards and then Brown all at the same time, it it, it was a blow. But yeah, it's great to have Bennett here. Um, I think it, I don't know, how do you think it bodes for our December fixtures? We've, we've got a fair few of them, some tricky ones. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, so what, we've got Peterborough, Reading, yeah. Burton, got... Northampton, mm-hmm. Cambridge and Derby. So, oh, so yeah, six six games. Yeah. It's uh... we needed someone in, and I think it mm. gives Kieran Brown a chance to play more in central defence as well, where he's yeah. probably shone more, yeah. um, like out of the def- central defenders, him and more, I would say, have been the standout. Negru was doing well for a while, but it's not quite happening for him at the moment. Mm. Um, but. When Brown has played in the middle next to Moore, that's probably been our strongest central pairing. But you, if you had to keep playing them out wide, and like, I mean, I'm, I've never played football to any professional level, obviously, but you can't, you feel that playing as a wing back is going to take a lot more out of you than playing as a centre-back. So he'd probably play more games playing in central defence than he could yeah. in that left-back role. But yeah, I think it was it was needed because of all those fixtures. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's also, I mean, there's there's a few out-of-contract players that, are, that didn't have clubs in the summer. Um, mm. I know Lyle Taylor um, went to Wickham yeah. a month or so ago. He's one that's not got, didn't have a club. Um, mm. You know, had a good career and still, still able to play. Um, and and I'm just wondering, you know, obviously with Joe Bennett coming in, equally there's, there's Tariq Fosu who doesn't have a club at the moment, and and you wonder mm. whether I say I wonder whether the club are looking at him. I'm sure they have, and and mm. if it's the right thing to do, they'll get him in if he wants to. If if it's not, they'll kind of go. No, we, we we're happy with what we've got. But there are, you know, there are players out there. Um, who've not had clubs, Joe Bennett's come in. If he does a job, you know, there, there are others out there. If oh. if we need something, you know, immediately, um, but equally, if they're not ready to play, then you you wait until January and you bring in someone who's who's been playing for six months rather than not been playing, you know, feet up on a beach in his Birkenstocks and shorts. You know, it's like, yeah, no, we need somebody ready to go. Um, and it's, you wonder whether whether they are looking at other out-of-contract free agents. And got to say, Bennett looks fit as well. You know, he looks like he's ready yeah. to step in. He went off on 60 minutes or whatever it was, but he looked fit, ran off the pitch. You know, he, he looked like he could play for a lot longer. Um, mm. So, you know, Fosu, great player, but I don't know what his fitness status is now. You know, maybe no, he's not, not been looking... To get back into it, maybe he's joined. Mm. You know, you you don't know. But so, as a few have pointed out, you you've got a question why he's not got a club. Um, he's twenty eight mm. and only just yeah. twenty eight. When he was last left a club, he was twenty seven. Mm. Such strange old age for someone in his position to yeah. to not mm. be playing football. Um, I don't know if there's something underlying there. I'm not sure, but um, 
don't know. Yeah, I mean, I there mean, are a lot of. I mean, not at our level, but I know with um, with Newcastle, they were they were linked with David de Gea, who you know hadn't got a club after leaving Man United. You know, a, yeah. a world class goalkeeper still is. Yeah. But mm. for whatever reason, fair enough, goalkeepers are a little bit different in that he would have probably wanted to go somewhere as the number one keeper. You know, if you're coming in as an outfield mm. player, it's a little bit easier to sub on and sub off and that kind of thing and build your way in. But, um, you know, I think he's he's been linked with Newcastle. Um, but you're right, it, it, for a player not to, not to have found a club, but, mm. you know... Players earning what they are now, and he, you know he's he's been at a Premier League club. He he perhaps felt he could hold out until January for the right <laughs> offer rather than just any offer. So that's yeah, that kind of Grimsby game, Forest Green game wraps us up with the with the men's team um, and the games they played. The women's team not play. We've got a, a hell of a, a, a December with lots of games. Uh, the women less so. Um, they've got a game on on um sunday coming up um against plymouth in the third round of the um fa cup so i think the last three games they played have been the first second and third round of the fa cup uh with no league games in there um and then sunday week uh they play at home to billericay um so it, it's a bit of a, a strange season for them that they've kind of it's almost like having to do pre-seasons in the middle of the season to to keep that fitness level and, and sharpness up because it's yeah with with various um postponements and and game no games at various weeks it's yeah it's tricky on the women's team and um, we have we can't quite say exactly what it is yet but we do have um a sort of special coming up um um, sort of hour-long edition of the podcast um, just about the women's team and um, we'll hopefully have one or two guests on there from that setup so watch uh, watch this space and um, we'll uh, we'll bring you that so kind of moving on to oh, we kind of briefly touched on the on the games coming up in in December uh, but this this next sort of week Saturday Tuesday Saturday uh, Peterborough away Reading away and then Burton at home the Peterborough away that's going to be a tough game I mean Peterborough are you know behind us in the league but doing Only pretty just. well yeah, yeah yeah it's that you know I think um, is it Pompey Bolton next Monday I think, or they, I think they're playing on yes. Monday um, yes that's right yeah. so. That's that's the kind of the top game where this third playing fifth. Um, and, yeah, and... but I'd rather play somebody like that than Cheltenham <laughs> or you know, somebody yeah. down there. You know, yeah. you know that they're going to come at you. They're going to try and play football, and mm. we're going to try and play football. So hopefully, it will be a good game. Um, I mean, we all know, don't we, from that December fixture list, the wins are coming at Peterborough and Derby. <laughs> that, yeah, and we should really talk about Reading next week. So technically this is a Derby, but it's kind of been a victim of not having been played since, now was it 2004? Yeah, the, the in the in the Cup. Um, yeah, yeah so 2000. on for 20 years. Yeah, we played um, in, in consecutive seasons, 03 and 04 in the League Cup, lost both games. Um, and then prior to that was the 2000 and then sort of, yeah the 2000 2001 season in the league so 20 20 plus years since we played them in the league um, yeah and they've yeah. had the rich uh, John Medeski era haven't they in mm. that time um where he effectively bankrolled them to 
to the, the well the Premier League. I can't remember how many seasons they were there. Was it maybe three yeah. or four? Yeah, they were uh, two yeah. different spells. It wasn't maybe. a one season wonder, definitely, but uh yeah. yeah. I always associated Dave Kitson with their kind of glory years. Um mm. but, yeah, I remember that last win was because Mickey Lewis was um caretaker manager for the game. Um, yeah. And uh, I think they were managed by Alan Pardew. I was I'm sure I've watched the highlights on YouTube before, but um, yeah, it was what what are your thoughts on it then? Playing Reading, how do you? I mean, it's just not. I mean, I don't well, know if it's an age thing because to me, it's Swindon. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you know the... you're, you're right. It is. It will be an age thing. Um, yeah. You know, because I, you know, you won't have remember twenty years ago. You'd have been, you know. I've been 11 years old. Yeah, so it's, you know, that's the the kind of, we played them a lot, sort of, well, a lot, quite a bit through the 90s um, and the 80s. You know, it, it's, it, it's a, you're right, it, it is a, 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 a rivalry that, that's, you know, was through that kind of, a little bit of our golden era, if you know, through the yeah. 80s, you know, um, and <laughs> and it, it's a proper rivalry, you know, by, by, yeah you know it's way way above any you know the Wickham or the Luton or the Bristol Rovers those kind of semi rivalries you know and it's mm. it is definitely I, I think as well there's maybe the, the Maxwell Thames Valley Royals thing although you know mm. we, when that was mooted by Maxwell the both sets of fans came together to oppose it um so there, you know there's that but no definitely will be quite a charged atmosphere um, yeah. for that game it's quite a fall from grace from them though. Like mm. it like recently, like they've been they have been very well established in the championship, you know, been up to the Premier League. Like and now suddenly it's uh, like this is almost I mean, you you don't know, but it does it does feel like it's the start of a fall. Yeah. Like you don't feel that it's necessarily over now they've got one relegation. You feel that they're gonna suffer a little bit more. Um, yeah, and it's know, not they... like you know you you sometimes get clubs coming down from the championship. Mm. You know, you you look at the likes of you know Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. Sunderland to an extent as well. You, yeah. You've gone through a little period of of poor management from top to mm. bottom in the club. You know the the ownership issues and that kind of thing. With Reading, that seems mm. to be still ongoing. You know, it's yeah. not a situation that's been resolved. You know, with, yeah, still... with some clubs that come down. Points deductions, mm. wipe the slate clean. New owners, new positive feel about the place. Yeah, you know the the, the fans, <laughs> their fans are revolting, but um, Tish, mm. you know, in more ways than one, they they <laughs> you know they've got a big issue with their owner. Um, yeah, that the, they want him out, uh, and it's yeah. not not resolved yet. You're right, Paul. It it, it mm. doesn't feel like they've hit rock bo- rock bottom yet. No, not at all. And like you can't, they how many point deductions that they had now it's quite a few yeah. but that's mm. not you can't help but feel that there's going to be more to come yeah um it's yeah it also, i mean uh, it would be kind of nice to play them at their best but on the other hand nah, if we win nah. i'm not going to worry <laughs> <too much. laughs> although i mean you know if we're saying at the moment this is their worst they their last two league games they've put seven goals away um so they found some scoring, yeah. only five of them against Carlisle, who are the team above them. Mm. But still, it's a 5-1 win. Mm. Um, so, uh, you um, know, they found a little bit of form. 
yeah, a couple of decent results, but then on Saturday they've got Barnsley, then us, Lincoln, then Wigan, and then Peterborough. So they they've got a hell of a oh, run again. That doesn't get any God. easier, does it, for them? So uh, you know, it's oh well. Let's mm. hopefully we can we can add to that misery um, on Tuesday. The local game is the sort of thing where the players will be on it. You know. Mm. They'll want to get that result. Uh, you know, there'll be that extra passion. So you almost can't count the previous results. No, um, no. The know. atmosphere will be electric. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a very yeah. different game to, you know, their normal mm. quiet fans. But going back to, to Saturday and Peterborough, two good things about this weekend and, and going to Peterborough is the charters, the boat. There's a fantastic oh, barge on the river. So it's great beers and a really good good place to be. And we're also behind the goal. We're in the East Stand. So those yeah. of you who have got, you know, normal legs um, or normal length legs will be absolutely fine in there rather than, you know, being sort of um, tortured in the wooden seats of the main stand. Um, so, yeah, we're why behind the goal. What, why I don't know. I think... It seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't it's know. a bit of an advantage to not put the away fans behind a goal because... Mm. They don't have any goal then. That's the way I've always yeah. thought of it. But yeah, um, yeah. No, so, every time every time I've been there, it's always been down the been side. That main stand. So yeah, it's a bit of a tough game. Yeah, it is always tough going to Peterborough. Something about mm. the place. We got that really scrappy nil nil there last April, and it was like it was our first good result for a long time. I think, and um, we yeah. had a really good result under. Pep. Yes, was, we did. Well, I'm assuming it was under Pep. It was that yes, season. It was the Pep season. Someone like. What was he called? Mometi? Agon Mometi. Agon yeah. Mometi. And someone else, some yeah. other journey money got in, scored a goal that day. Mm. And we were really good that day. It was it was yeah. a it was a rare, a rare moment under Pat Clotet. Mm. One thing we've not really touched on yet is the the assistant manager um sort of position. And in the uh dub, they mentioned that there was one that they were close to agreeing with that that fell through um so well, he fell over well yeah yeah <laughs> apparently it's no, he must have, yeah. he must be quite old and fragile uh, yeah. uh, jerome <laughs> I, I, it was a you know good gag jerome and and nobody yeah. picked up on it or it just sort of blanked you so i, I felt a little bit sorry for you there because it was a good mm-hmm. gag and no one no one went with it um but yeah it's it's an interesting obviously an interesting role a lot of managers now in you know manning did with uh with um chris hogg didn't he you know they they come mm. as a pair it's interesting chris wilde has gone back to sheffield united and it's alan nil who he's all worked with a lot he's gone with him so they, a lot of managers have a, a trusted number two that they they like to work with obviously uh des hasn't got that and he's they're looking to bring someone in you know appleton worked with with faz a lot but apparently or, or sorry worked with him at our club but they'd not worked before yeah together before until he came to us so it's kind of it'd be an interesting sort of appointment there um what do they look at getting in yeah i mean do we go for somebody with experience or a youngster you know a young coach because we've kind of already got that young coach in Mm. buckingham um i mean if faz worked for a while um you know, while he was in charge, we were doing well with mm. all sorts of managers. We had Sean Derry come in as well for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah. I forgot and, about that. Yeah. And that, 
I thought the results seemed to be quite good and then obviously didn't work out and he went on. But yeah, it would be interesting to see who we bring in. I think they're doing the same sort of process as they did to get the manager, to get the assistant manager. But <laughs> yeah, are they going to you know, appoint somebody who's in work? Or yeah, it... There are many managers who wouldn't like this, but you'd like to think Buckingham might like someone who is not afraid to challenge you yeah. know, because it's healthy, it's healthy mm. to, to have that in, in, in your job. And, you know, a manager can be a very kind of, kind of like a dictator role, can't it? You can be sort of all, all powerful. And, and sometimes maybe you need someone to kind of push back and say, oh, have you considered this or that? Mm. Or we should mix this up a bit, you know, not to an extent where it's just mm. conflict all the time, but a healthy kind of challenge and, and you know, to to rethink things i'm sure buckingham mm. would welcome something like that but yeah. i wonder how much involved he is with is he the one picking them or is he just kind of saying his preferences you know it's um yeah that's got to be a, a role that he works well with someone you know there's, there's mm-hmm. as well as the, the you know the, the coaching ability and the, and the, the general football ability there's there's got to be that that kind of mutual respect and trust and and kind of you know more than just the working relationship you know they you'd expect they would need to to get on socially as well to an extent you know and yeah. they need you need to work in so closely together with someone like that it's going to they said that they were closer to getting an analyst in didn't they yeah um, yeah so i mean i i've not really got excited about signing an analyst but I, I think we all did when we got somebody from Arsenal. I know he's gone now, but yeah. it'd, be, it'd be nice to get somebody of a similar sort of a cali- calibre. Um, yeah, he seemed he, like a real loss of the Manning departure, mm, didn't he? It seemed like yeah. he was a really good, really good at that that role. So yeah, um, yeah. It, it's definitely one of those roles that over the last sort of five or ten years has become far more important to to mm. coaches now. You know, um, mm. in terms of of yeah analyzing opponents analyzing your own game spotting patterns spotting weaknesses that kind of thing um yeah. so it's yeah it's it is very much a, a a modern role but but an important role um mm. so yeah that's two appointments and i think that shows that there's you know the the desire from the club to to ensure that the the backroom staff is properly properly staffed you know we've we've yeah. got the right the right people in in for those sort of roles I wonder whether I can't think um, of his name, but there was a coach that came in to help um, Short out from Derby. I wonder if he, yes. you know, if, if they'll oh, look yeah. to mm. maybe keep him on for a bit. Didn't Chris Hackett step in? Step up, as yeah. Well? Or step up, yeah. Um, mm. And I think the under 18 analyst is doing it at the moment as well. Um, yeah, I'm surprised nobody's on. mentioned Robbie Fowler, you know. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, well, we shall see. We shall see. Um, um, talking of bringing people in, what do you oh, reckon about January? Brief thoughts. I mean, I know it's a month still, just under. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, striker. Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, that that's yeah. the, you know, the obvious one. And, and maybe if we can bring in, depends. I, I, I'd like to see Gatlin O'Donka go out to get, a bit more game time you know he's mm-hmm. for, for his own development um just coming on and playing occasionally isn't really helping him um yeah. Sonny Perkins that'll be an interesting one whether we keep him um mm. so if yeah. if Odonka does go out 
to get a bit more experience and, and Perkins goes back, possibly, that leaves us very light up front. So you, you'd expect at least two, maybe even three, you know, kind of forwards, um, whether that's out and out centre forwards or or players that can play in off the wing. Um if if Joe um Bennett stays, that might be the left back position, but but perhaps a somebody who can play either side. Again, Sam Long, we're not sure with his injury. I think that's not quite as bad as was first thought, but you know, he's still going to be out for a while. Maybe a a fullback that can operate on either side um would be nice. Yeah. I mean, if we're all desperate, aren't we, for Mark Harris to hit a rich vein of form, but it's um, yeah. it just hasn't quite happened yet, really, and um, yeah. it feels like you know, yeah, we're going to have to look at, yeah, definitely other options there. There's, I know there's been stuff suggested I... we should break the bank for someone, and I don't know how Jack Marriott's done since we were interested in him. I don't <laughs> know if he's faded off a bit or if he's maintained his form. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, Des Buckingham said basically that if we bring somebody in, it will be to support him. Um, which I think is right because, yeah, we have got Idunka, we have got Perkins, but you haven't got somebody who, like in other positions, you know, left back, for example, you've got Greg Lee, you've got Bennett, you've now got Kira Brown. All of those, if they started, you wouldn't, you know, think, oh, goodness, you know, mm. that they're, they're all established first team players. You haven't got that up front if Perkins start you like oh I'm not sure you know like he's not done much Donka, you know there's a question as to whether he can he he's got that goal scoring touch I know he did in youth football but you know there's those doubts for, I, I know there's a few doubts about Harris too but you know you you don't have that backup that is as strong in other positions um when there is there is a striker who is available at Peterborough, um, mm. especially well, now Bristol Rovers aren't gonna, you know, well they've changed the manager, so maybe they will go back in for him. But you know, it fell through last time. You know, he's he's available. Yeah, I mean, they've I think they've publicly named their price as well, haven't they, Peterborough? They've I don't I think it's quite I can't remember what it was, but it was it was a hefty sum, but. Mm. Um, he um Peterborough just have an ability to sign forwards. I don't know how yeah. they do. They I mean it, it was a guy that he's suspended for betting now. Brentford, what's his name? Um, Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony yeah. yeah, yeah. Through Peterborough. Oh, no, you're right. They've, they've, they've in the same way that we've had a bit of a production line of centre halves from yeah. that we've we've plucked yeah. from obscurity. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've done a similar thing with with centre forwards, and they yeah. they have done sort of going back, you know. Before Ivan Tony as well, they've, mm. they've had some some really good good goal scorers at that level. Yeah, no, they're really good at it. Well, any That's other a, business, yeah. gentlemen? Yeah, yeah we'll leave on that one. Okay. <laughs> Just in case it's in a cut out bit. Hi Tim. Yeah, hi Tim. Yeah. Hi, hi, Tim. hi everyone who listens. Um, if you're, I reckon this will have got most people from Oxford to uh, probably the A1 by now, uh, the Black Cat Roundabout on your way yeah. to Peterborough on Saturday. So uh, go well. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, until next time, uh, we'll see you on the uh, on the Dutch barge in Peterborough. Um, and uh, until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.